everyone. Welcome to the Drop of His Madre podcast. It is your host, Adriana. And today I have a special guest, Monique from Relate Wardrobe. She also does social media strategies and helps your small business. And yeah, you want to say hi to people? Hello, hello. So I actually, I think this is the first time that I sit down with Monique to talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has bought tacos for me because y'all know I used to run rellenas and I saw her that way, but I don't know what it was about me. Somehow I was just connected to you in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like in social media, we can easily like jump to jealousy or comparisons. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. And for some reason, like watching you and I'm trying not to cry, but like mm-hmm. I could just tell that you had like a drive in you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like that, you come from something that mm-hmm. others don't live through, perhaps. Don't even know. And <laughs> I mean, don't even know my story and that I do have a story. And the drive <laughs> that you had, and I could feel that drive in you, even from just looking at the screen. Um, mm-hmm. And thank you. It's, it's really hard to find that in women, um, mostly because they haven't tuned into their power, right? But getting to know a lot of other women and realizing there is a tribe out here. Um, one thing that the last time I hung out with a group of women, I shared that in the old days, um, trigger warning if you don't like to hear about menstruation, go ahead and skip the next 30 seconds. (laughs) But in the old days, um, while women were menstruating, they would all meet at a river and just menstruate in the river and really go into their power. And a lot of the men in the villages thought that the women were witches because, you know, when you're with other women, you start to build that power and that warmth and that feminine energy really brings you up and the men were afraid. So that's when you start hearing about she's a witch, they start burning people. That's when in the 60s and the 70s, um, whenever women were going through things psychologically, their mental health was deteriorating. Mm -hmm. They would get sent to psych wards by their husbands, right? So connecting with other women is really, really important to me because we are the source and we can push each other up. Mm-hmm. And so with that long story being said, <laughs> thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. First of all, I say I miss the tacos. <laughs> Love the tacos. Can't find no other tacos like them. Um, yes, but no, I, I, I like you too. I've been following you. We've been following each other for what maybe two years now. I think we started our yeah. businesses at the same time. We and, did, and we've I've seen you grow, seen you you grow, and you know, vice versa. And yeah, so I'm here. Yeah, I don't know what it is about women, but we are very intuitive mm-hmm. and. We can tell when our friends are going through something. Um, and I feel like... Because I know I didn't share a lot. Me either. <laughs> but, and I had somebody else inbox me, DM me on Instagram. was like, hey, girl, I know you. I think I, think I saw you just 
you know, um, broke up with somebody or had a breakup or you're going through a breakup, whatever, you know, what advice can you give to me? And I'm like, shit, girl, I don't know. And I'm trying to heal myself. But I, you know, of course, I gave her some positive words and words of encouragement and things like that. I mean, I appreciate people viewing me as a strong person, which I mean, I know I am, but I definitely have my weak moments. And, you know, you just got to get back up and just yeah, the topic for today is connections and seeing red flags, but also accepting those connections from others other than lovers, but friends as well. You can have red flags in friendships too. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're just going to decompress some of the red flags that we ran into in any relationship, right? Friendships too. Um, and then hone in on the things that made us feel safe and feminine and what those qualities and characteristics are. Um, because if anybody's out there, Monique is single. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we're not going to go super deep into like specific relationships, but what are some of the red flags that you feel like you ran into? Um, Oh, girl, I got so many, especially with this last one. (laughs) Quite embarrassing to say. Um, I would say a big red, I'm very family oriented. And for the longest, he never took me around his family. But he would always, you know, offer to come to my family get-togethers and, oh, I may have pulled up on you and, and this, this, and that, and then come through. And I'm like, well, why the fuck I can't go to your shit, your family mm-hmm. shit? Why aren't you inviting me? And I would bring, I'm like, well, am I the side bitch? Because you, you need to let me know. Yeah. I feel like I can play my role accordingly, but you need to help me understand and let me know what my role is so I can play it accordingly. Communication. Yes, yes. Like, don't have me out here. I don't want to look stupid. Don't have me out here thinking I'm, you know, wifey or, you know, your your woman. And you got so-and-so in the house over here. Like, you need to let me know because I could have him over here, too. Yeah. Like, I need to know where to keep my... But, you know, narcissistic men, they don't care about women. You know, they want to have you. They just want to have you. Selfish. So that was one of the red flags. <clears throat> Communication was a big red flag as well. Um, he was not a good communicator. He, he wasn't. You feel like it was very one-sided? It was very one-sided. He would always try to flip things around on me. He, was, he would always try to, I tried to express myself. It's an argument. Why you want to argue? Things like that. I'm like, I'm trying to have a conversation with you. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to argue. I think the you mentioned two red flags the first one is quick connection to your tribe mm-hmm. and the second was does he have a tribe that you can connect to as well um we've been talking well i've been reading a little bit about narcissistic abuse you know that can come from your mom your dad your spouse your boyfriend honestly any relationship so there are a couple stages in narcissistic abuse. It's idealization, devaluing, and discarding. Um, and I feel like 
you know, I grew up in a dysfunctional family, as I shared in the previous podcast, but during the idealization period, um, people start to give a little too much at the beginning, and Mm -hmm. that's a red flag, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because when there's a connection, it's super calm, super slow. Um, I would say that one of the red flags for me um, in friendships and in relationships was them trying to portray themselves as my hero. Whenever I was dealing with anything really difficult, these types of people would come into my life as the hero. And of course, because I was in a weak moment, Mm -hmm. I would grasp on to that energy so that I could survive what I was Mm -hmm. going through. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's it's those heroes, right? Like, I'm here to save you. And I think we really need to talk about that. Right, because there's a root to that. Why did I accept that? Why did I not feel confident in my own to get through difficult situations on my own? And um, I think it has a lot to do with, I feel like it starts at home. I know I definitely grew up in a dysfunctional family, being Hispanic and black, you know, it was very, it was dysfunctional. And the type of mom that I have, (laughs) <laughs> that's a whole other podcast because that woman <laughs> yeah. right there y'all wouldn't even believe okay um but yeah so yeah just growing up in a dysfunctional family it definitely starts at home you know with i struggled with self-esteem issues abandonment issues all of that and I went, i've been in therapy for a long time i haven't been in probably three years since my grandma passed away but i was going before you know, I had issues with my mother, so I was going because of that. And then right. when she, my grandma, passed away, I went for that as well. Um, but yeah, it definitely starts at home, and having that self-esteem, having that confidence, having that confidence where you feel like you can express yourself, your yourself, and they don't dismiss it. That's yeah. my biggest thing. Don't dismiss my feelings because if my feelings are hurt and I'm expressing it to you, and you're the per- you care about me, you love me. I feel like you should fix it because there's nothing for me to fix it. Correct. And there's also a book that I mention a lot called Childhood Childhood Disrupted. I'm sorry, my jaw hurts. It's really hard for me to talk. <laughs> um, but they talk about how your biography affects your biology. Um, mm. And literally what you go through affects you physically in your health, but also mentally. Mm-hmm. So when you go through all these red flags, these horrible relationships with friends, lovers, family members. You can feel really angry, but you have to go down to the root of it, of why do I get triggered by this type of behavior? Why am I allowing this type of behavior in my life? And I hate to say it, yes, people cause you harm, but Sometimes we subconsciously allow it because we're so used to the trauma. It's familiar. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it keeps us alive. And Mm -hmm. those are trauma bonds. Mm -hmm. That addictive feeling is a trauma bond. And it's really hard to break through it. Yeah. I know for a long time because with issues 
with my mom and my dad. Like, I had mom and daddy issues, okay. <laughs> but I've, I've, I've worked through it. Like, um, my mom can't really trigger me like she can. My daddy, he sure cannot. But, you know, they come back in relationships. Um, and my biggest thing was, like, trying to make you see that I'm enough. You know, how can wow. I fix it? How can I make you see that I am here and I am for you? Because it starts at home. That anxious attachment. Mm -hmm. I actually have an anxious attachment where I try to give you everything um, so that you can see me. Because I learned early as a child, if I'm really funny, my dad's going to laugh and give mm -hmm. me a hug. Mm -hmm. If I'm really, really, really nice and I clean up the house, my mom is going to give me a hug and say, thank you, and I'm going to feel loved. Mm -hmm. So the fact that mm -hmm. I had to give in order to receive love, and that's all that I knew, mm -hmm. that's just not normal, y'all. And I'm working mm -hmm. through it. Right, right. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it, it, like it starts from home. Like my mom and I, we were never affectionate. Never. Mm -hmm. She rarely told me she loved me. When she did, she would fucking damn near break out in tears. Like it was so hard for her to tell me that. And I'm like, you know, what is, why? But my grandma, she wasn't affectionate at all. Like she, I would hug her every time I saw her. You know, that's just what we did. Every time we saw our mitas or realized you gotta come and give them a hug and a kiss. I mean, or if not, you're gonna be cussed out. Yeah. You know, you're gonna be in trouble. But the difference between, I was really close with my Mika, my grandma. Mm -hmm. I knew she loved me based on her actions. So her not being affectionate didn't bother me as much as it did with my mom. Because right. I, don't, I never felt like my mom loved me. I felt like she loved me because she had to. Right. You, can't, you can't say I don't love my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like because she had to. But she's never shown me mm -hmm. that she has. And she danced doesn't say it. So how am I supposed to believe that you do? Right. And it's the same thing in relationships. You know, it's either you're telling me that you love me, but then you don't show it, or it's vice versa. So I'm, it's like, I don't know what to believe. I think what's really hard is that in our communities, right, uh, people of color, we've gone through so much fucking trauma that most especially the women carried mm -hmm. communities forward. I mean, literally would carry seeds in their hair, and that's how we have the foods that we have here in the United States. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, the foods that we're eating sustained us in life here in the Americas, and that's how we have what it is. So we needed women to continue, but women started to leave their femininity because they had to go into their masculine mm -hmm. and move into survival mode. So I really want to get into those soft, feminine feelings and how powerful those feelings are just as much as that masculine energy because I know for me I was on that masculine energy for nine fucking years feeling like the hustle I got myself you got to hold it down I got yeah and I started to lose like that feminine energy to where I could just relax feel safe mm -hmm. and receive love mm -hmm. And I think that's why I, it's been helping me in therapy to um, forgive the women in my life because I realized that they were dealing with their own traumas mm -hmm. and they had to basically create a stone wall 
shell around them in order to protect that soft inner child that they were not able to be mm. and still can't be. Mm -hmm. And for me, in this dropping this mother journey, this mother remember means bullshit, drop the bullshit. I'm gonna drop that fucking shell. And instead of being angry from these situations, I think what's important for us is to go down to the root cause and take care of the inner child inside of you and be soft. Like there's a quote, I think, I don't know what it says exactly, but don't let all the bullshit in the world make your heart, make, make your heart hard, continue to be soft. And that's not for other people, that's for you. Because to hold yeah. on to anger, to hold on to that pain, to the rage, to the bitterness, that affects you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, stress yeah. can kill you, yes. cancer, yes. heart disease. Anxiety. You have to soften out. Yeah. yeah, I had to learn that with going through issues with my mom, going to therapy. Like, mm -hmm. I was really, really angry. I was angry at her, and I became resentful. And just, just fucking go off. Like, you know, can't nobody trigger me like my mom. <laughs> you know, can't nobody trigger me like my mom. Because they know you the best. Right. And, and because it hurts, it hurts the most. Yeah. Because I'm your child, you know? Um, <laughs> but anyway, I say that to say, with therapy, I have learned to not let it trigger me as much. Or like now, I'm like, whatever whatever i'm more focused on trying to be a better mom for my son and trying to be great in life mm -hmm. so i'm like i cannot let somebody and you are <laughs> and i'm not even where i want to be like at all <laughs> at all so just the fact that people see you see it i really appreciate it it really makes me feel good it makes me feel good to know that strangers just love me like and I built something with my social media, you know? Yeah. You know, because, you know, I've told y'all, well, I've told some people that I used to dance or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and that was, I didn't want to tell that side either. But then once I started to, you know, I started listening to people, like, people want to hear your story. Yeah. That's how you build your brand. And I was like, Ugh, but I don't want to talk about that. So when I finally did, you know, it kind of drew, it drew you in, it drew other people in, you know, so you. Because you started to hone into your own power and you stopped giving a fuck about what society thought about you. Mm -hmm. And I think that when it really comes down to this, honestly, we're going to talk about red flags and feeling safe in relationships, romantic ones, that is. I think we really found the reason why we have these issues is mm -hmm. it's really because of us. Mm -hmm. And we have to heal ourselves to create that tribe that we need in order to feel safe, soft, and to survive. Yes, um, feeling safe and soft is, yes, it's everything. I would love, let go. Uh, yes, I love to feel, I want to be the woman in the, let me be, just be the woman in the relationship. Let me, I don't mind being submissive and doing all of that. But, that was the word, uh, Yes. <laughs> I don't mind doing none of that. I want to cater to my man, my husband, but you have to allow me to do that. And if I don't feel safe with you, if I feel like you are going to dismiss my feelings, number one, you cannot dismiss my feelings. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. If I tell you I'm hurting, they'll say, that shit don't hurt your feelings. Or, Why are you crying? You know, shit like that. What do you mean? I'm a woman. Red flag. <laughs> yes. I'm a woman. 
Yeah. And you, I'm, that's part of being a woman, vulnerability, yeah. you know, being soft. And if I can't be vulnerable with you, then that's when I go into my masculine energy. Yeah. So I'm going to try to match you, which I shouldn't have to feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That yeah. word's submissive. And it's not just in romantic relationships. It's like, I don't know what you, what y'all's relationships are with your siblings, but like around my sister and my best friends, I'm just able to let go and just be myself and follow along with them. And I don't feel like I have to be on edge, like fight or flight and take care of myself while I'm with these people. So you have to be in tune with yourself. Like she, Monique mentioned, go to therapy, bring this shit up and heal yourself so that you can create kind of like a shield around you and people will know your boundaries. So one thing that I shared on my IG is boundaries are only seen as walls to those who don't respect or care about you. Mm -hmm. And I mean, simple, right? Like if they can't respect your boundaries, they can't respect what you need. They don't care about you and if you're allowing those type of people in your life it's not going to be good for you yes. it's really not yes and it just go to therapy get to know yourself find the root causes and with time you will grow into the life that you were meant to live and you'll see more genuine people like i'm able to see her genuinity and i hope that she mm -hmm. can see mine mm -hmm. But that's just how it works. Yeah, you attract, your vibe will attract the right people in your life. You attract what you give mm -hmm. and you attract what you yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Like for the longest, my ex could not understand people. So they're just doing this because you just probably be posting sexy pictures, pictures on social media. No, I have men and women that love me yeah. on social media. Like, what are you saying? And that's the other thing, the <laughs> femininity of like showing yourself, right? The fact that I have to censor myself mm -hmm. because of these creeps out there. Like, yeah. that's a red flag too. Yeah. Like, if your man is talking shit and mentioning stuff about your looks and feels like you have to censor yourself, I feel like that's a red flag. He, uh, insecurity. I'm telling you, girl, one time we was in this. Do I have fun? Yes. Okay. Let me tell you this real quick. We have six minutes. It was it was so weird to me. It I it was so weird to me because I've been around men that love it when someone compliments their woman, right? Yes. And we were in Miami and we had a couple of drinks or whatever. And these we were in an elevator and these girls were like, Oh, I like your dress. Oh, your girlfriend's hot. Your girlfriend's hot. And he was like, but and you are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you're, yeah, your girlfriend's hot. And he's like, she ain't the only one in here. And we were like, oh, my god." She was like, dude, what the fuck? I'm giving you a compliment. And so I'm just listening because I mean, it was odd to me. I've never heard that. Like, what? That's a red flag. Big red flag. You are that fucking insecure. You can't even take a compliment from a stranger about you. I make you look good. And you can't even acknowledge it and say thank you. I would say thank you, and I know that's why you know, I'm with I had, her. <laughs> I had to apologize to her. I'm like, girl, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. she was like, you know, it was weird. It was weird. That, yeah, but he was insecure. That's a major red flag. Major. Self-actualization. So if you think about all these people who are quote-unquote famous, 
let's just say Beyonce for an example. So Maslow's needs of hierarchy says that you need certain things in order to reach self-actualization, which is where you become your true self, my job, and you are so genuinely yourself that what you want starts to just happen, right? Girl. You self-actualize. Manifest. Yes. But you need to have the bottom tiers, your support system, right? Mm -hmm. The feelings of safety, food, right? The basic needs, the respect from your community. Mm -hmm. If you are allowing any of those tiers to be affected by a negative entity, <laughs> not to sound like demonic or anything, but by a toxic person, you're not going to be able to self-actualize. Mm -hmm. And you have to cut those entities off mm -hmm. if your como se dice um like the bottom of the house foundation if the foundation mm -hmm. is toxic it's got mold whatever mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to build on that so please <laughs> go to therapy please start to realize that you have the power to create this shield around you so that you can fucking self-actualize and become who you're supposed to fucking be. Mm -hmm. And just like leaves in a tree, stuff will fall, but you will always motherfucking bloom. Yeah. And that's all I have to say. My jaw hurts. <laughs> yes. I'm so thankful for you for just being vulnerable because a lot of people don't do that. And like I said, we don't, we're not like BFFs or anything, mm -hmm. guys. Mm -hmm. It's just the genuine energy that connects you. And even if I don't talk to Monique in two years, like I will cherish the little moments that we had to push each other up. And if you're not, if your friends are not happy with where you are, those are not your people. Mm -hmm. Self-talk always, it's all about self-talk, what you say to yourself, your inner thoughts to yourself, really, like they really fucking matter. Yeah, you're <laughs> they really matter. You are your biggest critic and you are your number one fan. Look, you I choose wisely. Look, I know Kanye is bipolar, but what he was saying that he felt like a god, I believe in God, right? All respect. But it was because he was tuning into his own magic that he realized that he had control of himself. Like, I don't agree with a lot of the shit that he says. I, I'm not saying Monique does either. We all have different <laughs> ideals. But I can see that. You're a goddess. And you have to turn into that. Work your magic. Thank you for listening to the Drop This Mother podcast. It is Adriana and Monique. Thank you for having me. I hope you have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a good night. And can't wait to hear from you soon. DM me if you want to share any of your poems or any of your excerpts from your diaries. I would love to read them. And peace.